What's up, everyone? You're listening to episode 321 of the Membership Guys podcast, and it is our birthday. Woohoo! That's right. It is the sixth anniversary of Membership Academy. And as has become a tradition here on the Membership Guys podcast, to mark the occasion, I have the one and only Callie Willows joining me today. Hello, everyone. Yeah, we're going to dive into the last 12 months of what's gone on within the Academy, what's gone on within the Membership Guys business, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. So we're going to get into it in just a sec. You're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here's your host, Mike Morrison. Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Membership Guys podcast. This is a very special episode uh, with the one and only, the other half, many would say the better half of the Membership Guys, Callie Willows, joining me today. Hello. Welcome back on the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. My yearly outing. Yeah. Out <laughs> well, you've got your own podcast now. So that is true. That is true. Yeah. As we always kind of joke but kind of half seriously <laughs> talk about anytime you come on the show. It's always amongst our most popular episodes, so I get a little bit of a complex. I've got an ego. Oh, I can't you have you on. It, you take it as a good thing. Okay, I can't have it's you on. It's just our bands. It is. I can't have you on too often. All right, so today's episode marks the sixth anniversary of Membership Academy. Six years ago, we opened the doors to the Academy for the very first time the world was very different. Our business is very different. Our lives is very different. Um, but one thing that has remained the same is that every year to mark the occasion, we like to do a little anniversary um, recap, a review of what's happened in the previous 12 months. And we kind of pride ourselves on being transparent, on not just talking about the amazing stuff, not doing what so many people in the online business world do and just go on about, oh, I made this much money, we had this much success. Because everyone has struggles, everyone has downs as well as ups. They just tend not to talk about it, whereas we don't we don't gloss over that stuff because for us, as we always say, memberships are a business. They're not a gimmick. It's not a get-rich-quick thing. It's not some magic formula to untold success it's a business and every business has highs and lows and um, we know from what you guys tell us listening to our stories and basically us being able to just show you behind the curtain at the realities of running our membership business uh, helps you in yours as well so I always love these episodes yeah they're good fun they are I'm trying to give you opportunities to talk. It's so strange having to <laughs> you leave said everything. Yeah, having to leave a gap for someone else to speak. I'm so used to the sound of my own voice. Um, all right. So before we get into that, if this is the first time you are listening to the Membership Guys podcast, first of all, welcome and congratulations. You picked a doozy of an episode to start with. Make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcast player to ensure that you do not miss a single weekly dose of membership advice. And if you're a long-term listener or a long-term subscriber, you know I love you. We know we appreciate each and every second of your time and attention that you give us here on the show. Thank you so much for your continued support. So, 2021, <laughs> what a year. Oh, yeah. It's definitely been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think the the tail end of 2020 into the start of this year, 
I'm not going to lie, it's been a tough one. It it's has. It's felt like a tough one. It has. And not just for us. I think everyone's obviously bore the brunt of it. You know, we we left off last year's episode, which again, we did as part of our member Palooza birthday celebration. And once again, this year, we're actually recording and broadcasting the recording of this live as part of our member Palooza birthday celebration. Um, and at that point, we were, what, six or seven months into the pandemic. So... I'm not going to say kind of we'd had the worst of it, but in terms of the adjustment period for a lot of people, in terms of the shock, in terms of the impact that the pandemic had on people's businesses and lives, that we were kind of right there on, on you know, basically where we left off on last year's episode. Well, right? we were actually thinking we were coming out of it at the end. of So that was that beautiful month where we were out of <laughs> lockdown in the UK. Things started seeming like they were going back to normal mm. and then everything shut down again for an even longer. So Yeah, yeah. So I think in terms of kind of us and our business, I mean, obviously, you know, the effect that it has on just your day-to-day life and stuff like that, you know, we've all gone through that. In terms of... um us and our business, it, it really changed our focus, uh, you know, in terms of projects that we've been thinking about pursuing in terms of basically changing like what we'd been doing day to day as well. Um, and I would say since the last episode, the last anniversary episode, really the biggest thing that the pandemic's done for us is, is refocused us pretty much 100% on the membership, where actually prior to that, we'd started to kind of diverge a little bit into a few other things. We did our conference and that went phenomenally well. This was in 2019. And of course, everyone was kind of hounding us to do the next one, right? Um, To do Retain 2020, which I'm glad we didn't. We dodged a bullet on that one. Um, And in Retain 2021, they wanted to see a new conference from us every year. So that was kind of, that was pretty much going to start to become a, a big part of what we focused on uh, within our business besides just the membership. Yeah, definitely. Retain 2021. We already had that penciled in, in terms of venues and dates. Yeah, the venue. You know, we had the, the wait list up for it. Yeah. And I think it wasn't until, you know, I think we both kind of knew when the pandemic hit last year that it probably wasn't going to happen, yeah. but I don't think it was until maybe September, October that we we just definitely knew, yeah, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, and you know we've got a lot of friends, a lot of colleagues who uh, run events, and I speak at events as well around the world. Um, Callie's done some speaking, so we we've kind of got our ear to the ground on the events scene, and in particular because we had recently done our own conference and we were again tentatively going to be doing a one in twenty twenty one we've really been paying attention to what they were saying and what they were doing and who was delaying their event, who was canceling their events. Um, and yeah, it's just not a good time to be in the event space. So things like that, I think, um, really kind of helped us totally focus 100% on the membership because we kind of, we were expecting there to be a much bigger impact on Membership Academy from the pandemic. And we spoke about this last year. We thought there'd be a bigger initial drop in sales and increase in churn because all of a sudden people's priorities were changing, right? They were, you know, had less resources. They were maybe, you know, starting a membership on as a side thing. And then all of a sudden they're laid off from work and 
actually their priority is just putting food on the table, keeping the lights on. Um, so we kind of thought there'd be a bigger initial impact and there wasn't for us. No, I think we, ha- we had an initial kickback in March when things were very uncertain for everyone. But then from April till December, we had record growth every month. Yeah. You know, we had we had phenomenal growth last year. And and that was great because actually what we found was that so many people were using, um, you know, what was happening with the pandemic. Maybe they were at home more. Maybe they had lost their job and things like that to actually refocus on creating an online business and online membership and being able to serve people that way. We saw a huge amount of people taking their offline businesses online into memberships as well. So actually whilst we thought initially it was going to be terrible for us it ended up that we were able to help a lot more people than than we kind of expected to and then this year is where we kind of felt the the after effects yeah totally so it was that thing where we kind of knew um that the shoe was the other shoe was going to drop at some point and that the pandemic would impact our business our membership growth more than it had done within the first six or seven months. And again, I think we, when we spoke on last year's um, anniversary episode, yeah, we pointed out the the very first month when everything went to hell, there was that initial, um, that, that initial like bad month, which we knew would happen, which everyone had. But then everything shot up again. But we knew there would come a point where the bill would come due in terms of, um, us feeling the pandemic hitting our business. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And so I think the combination of um, having that period of, you know, five or six months of our membership growing and more people being refocused on memberships, plus that sense, that spidey sense that there was rockier times ahead, that really gave us the kick up the butt to focus 100% on the membership, to forget about any other distractions, forget about other projects, and we'll talk about them in a second, and just get really, really narrow in our focus just on the membership because we knew that we had to help people now more than ever, but we also knew at some point there will be rougher seas ahead for us, and so we need to make sure that we're, we're ready. And from the start of 2021 we you know we say we kind of will will share the ups and the downs from the start of 2021 growth of our membership has been rockier than it has ever, ever been. been before yeah in terms of i think from about february onwards when lockdown started lifting people got sick of being online so much people were going back to work and things like that then yeah we found that sales have slowed down churn's gone up and that's an uncomfortable place to be i have to say you know it's mm. you know we have had you know, five and a half years of really good growth, steady growth as well. So hitting that rocky patch is uncomfortable. It is. But at the same time, when we like what's uncomfortable for us is very much in the context of how fortunate we've been up to that point. Like yeah. we've we've had generally unprecedented month on month, literally every single month for five and a half years, our membership has grown our uh yeah our member base has grown our revenue is like more with every month that passes like that's unprecedented and so this is why when i say you know we knew that we had to brace ourselves for choppier times because we knew that that couldn't continue um 
it had continued for six or seven months during a pandemic. But the thing with memberships is it can often take a little bit longer for you to feel the impact of events because churn is a lagging indicator. You know, something that happens today might not start to actually materialize in terms of um, your performance, your churn rate until six months down the line. So we we knew that was going to come and it did come. Um, and yeah, we've had some months where we've not grown anywhere near as much as we would expect to. We've had months where we've gone a little bit backwards, where member numbers and the the number of people who have either left or put their account on pause, which again, you know, we gave people the ability and emphasized that option um, in, in light of the pandemic, where there's been more people doing that than there have been people joining, um, which isn't something that where as accustomed to day-to-day as probably the average membership site owner is. Um, and even though we prepared ourselves for that and we knew it was going to happen and we know, you know, we all say don't take cancellations personally, don't take people leaving your membership personally. There is a comfort zone. There is a comfort level you get into mentally, whether you understand the logic behind it or not, whether you know 100%. No, listen, we knew this was going to happen. It makes sense that this is happening when you are accustomed to just enjoying that smooth, steady sailing, that smooth upward trajectory. Even the slightest of wobble can knock your confidence. It can knock you mentally. Um, And so, yeah, that's definitely been something we've had to be more mindful of and, um, and deal with more this year as a result of the pandemic than ever before. Yeah, definitely. And I think it, it was unfortunate because that period of rockiness with the business combined with quite a stressful time for us personally as well, because we were buying a house. There was a lot of stress. There was a lot of issues. You know, there was issues with our cat being unwell and all things like that, where it all built together that we had a couple of months there where I definitely lost my mojo. I, Mm. I, I wasn't in a, in a great place. I wasn't in a terrible place. I was still like in the Academy and things like that, but definitely was tired and just wasn't firing on all cylinders. No, I mean, yeah, buying a house, maintaining a business during a pandemic, a global pandemic. Yeah. Like, you know, it's. I don't think it's. A, um, I don't think it's unexpected that, like, it might pile up a <laughs> yeah. little bit. Um, and I don't think there's any shame in, in admitting that. And it's you know, this is where having two of us in the business is beneficial because if one of us is having a wobble or a confidence crisis, then you have the other one to prop the other up and vice versa. We do. We take, we take it in turns. We've essentially got a 50% greater chance of navigating those, those, um, you know, choppier mental waters than the average person in business does. And, um, yeah, it's, but again, this is all part and parcel of business. It's certainly by no means the most stressful thing we've ever been through in business. No. Like it doesn't compare to um, some of the challenges that we had earlier in our oh, careers. God, no. yeah. <laughs> but it is very much a, a case of when you, when you have smooth waters yeah, when for you're comfortable. five and a half, five or six years, then as soon as the boat starts to rock and I mean, we can't understate the added stress of buying and moving home and all that sort of stuff. Cause that has been a mess. Yeah. It wasn't an easy, wasn't. easy move, no. but I would say that, you know, it was maybe a difficult time, but the benefits that 
that has brought to us in terms of lifestyle and health of the actual move now we're moved Mm -hmm. and we're still in chaos so we only moved six weeks ago so we're still in a bit of chaos at the time of recording this still not fully unpacked and and everything like that but even now already just the changes in lifestyle and health that that's brought us starting to get our mojo back again and it's the same with it's the same with kind of the the rockier period of growth with the academy as well because what it does is it lights a fire under your butt to step things up to not become complacent and you know when we're saying you become comfortable you become comfortable and you become complacent we talked about this on last year's episode when we were discussing um the conference that we did and in particular how much that pulled our focus away from the academy and how to an extent there were certain things about the academy certain areas in which we became complacent um when it came to like the content we were yeah. putting out and stuff like that uh but you know even the most stressful of times even the global pandemic the silver lining is that it refocuses you it helps you to kind of get to a place where you're like okay you know we might like to do this but this isn't going to move the needle. We've been putting this thing off. Actually, let's just put it aside because it's not a priority. Like it can be a real clarifying, real crystallizing thing to get pushed out of that comfortable complacency. Um, And certainly we've seen that as well. So, Um, sorry. No, and I was going to say, and I think a big factor as well is we should mention as well that you know, a big part of the the growth this year is we've we've taken our foot off the pedal when it comes to marketing because we have yeah. been focused on the internal academy experience. So looking after the existing members. And so whilst we're still putting out the podcast, we're still putting out great free content. We took our, our foot off the pedal in terms of doing anything else marketing wise. We've not been doing promotions or or anything like that or doing any big pushes. It's pretty much just been the content marketing. So we've not been as kind of front and center as perhaps we have been in previous yeah, years. Yeah, um, definitely. Cause there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one of the big, big things again, when we talked about just focusing a hundred percent on the Academy, one of the kind of periods of, of difficult decision-making that we had to go through was the decisions to put certain projects yeah. on hold that we, we kind of factored into our plans for like, years to come you know and we've been planning and talking in 2019 and in early 2020 uh, it was very much mapping out the years to come okay we'll have the academy and this is what we'll be doing here we'll have this thing and this is what we'll be doing here and a lot of that stuff got put on hold so we've already mentioned the conference retain live um it's been it's a funny one with the conference anyway because we genuinely nailed the first one we really did i mean there were people who've run events for years telling us this was one of the best I've ever been to. The feedback from attendees on everything was just mind-blowingly positive. Everything went smoothly. Everything went without a hitch. It was amazing. And so there's a part of you that is like, okay, so now we need to do this all the time because we're obviously good at it. But then there's a part of you who's like... But we can't top that. (laughs) We can't top that. Like, so should we just leave it be? Um, so we'd had a little bit of reticence about doing a second one anyway. Certainly not in the same way we did it before, because honestly, one of the biggest challenges is speakers, because it's a growth-focused conference. And so you need to find speakers who have a membership or work in the membership world, which is a slim, slims the, the market down a lot, um, are based in the UK or can get here 
which again narrows things down significantly have a good relationship with us already we know them we trust them um we've seen them speak and you know they're they're willing to put in the effort and the work which again narrows it down and so it's such slim pickings oh also they need to have expertise that will help memberships in the growth stage that is specific to memberships again narrow 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 so it was difficult enough finding fantastic speakers for our first return live we exhausted the list barring maybe two or three people who couldn't make it first time round. so we had been thinking of doing it again probably changing the format um that's that's just on hold that's just on the shelf maybe we might you know revisit it once the events world's back up and running i can't imagine anything any earlier than 2023 no not with the amount of plan that it requires and it's a shame because it is one of the most requested we'd run a an annual survey recently of members and one of the most requested things was for another live event like that but i, I can imagine we'll probably do something a little smaller maybe some some smaller more local events Possibly. or traveling events but again that's something that we're not in the space to think about or plan at the moment. No, it's so unpredictable as well. I mean, I'm booked to attend an event as an attendee over in the States in November and already it's end of August. You're not allowed in. <laughs> and we're still not allowed into the US from the UK. Um, and who knows if that'll change in time without quarantines, without whatever. So, so much is still up in the air in terms of events in general. And even when we talk about the smaller events, Previously, we would run masterclass. Uh, we would run yeah masterclass days. We would run um, like small group mastermind sessions in in the US. We'd go and attend conferences in the US or speaker conferences in the US, and then we'd run little one off events on the back of them, member meetups, masterminds, and stuff. But again, we can't even plan for stuff like that. So anything event related, particularly our conference, that is on hold. Something else big that is on hold. Um, indefinitely is member intel some of you won't know what that is many of you won't know what that is because we deliberately didn't shout about it too much but um, we had been in the process of developing an analytics system for online memberships yeah. um, predominantly wordpress based online memberships that would um, basically give you reports on revenue churn growth um, trial conversion rates, trial retention rates, all that sort of stuff. And we first announced this at Retain Live 2019. It's fair to say people were excited about that. Yes, yeah. Got a massive cheer from the audience. That Yes, because the plan was, and, you know, resurfaces will remain, that this is something that is offered as part of the Academy membership for, not for free, because obviously you pay for the Academy, but if you're an Academy member, you will also get this. The project is... The project was in an advanced stage. Yeah, we use it for our business. We use it for and ours. It, it's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, in in situations where someone has the exact same setup as ours, it functions with certain things that don't quite work yet because, again, you know, it's not a finished system. But it's one of those things where there's such a big gap between having something that is usable internally and having something which you can take out to mass market and have people sign up for and have people pay for if they're not an Academy member and have separate accounts and all the sort of administrative options with that. There's such a big gap between where it is now and where it would need to be to put it out there. And again, it's just one of those things that just had to 
deprioritize. Um, and it was disappointing for us to have to do that. Um, disappointing, obviously, for people who were excited about it and waiting for it. But, you know, needs must. And the academies had to be our, our big, big focus. Now, it will resurface um, because, you know, enough of the work's done for it to not go to waste. And, you know, there's still a massive need for it. You know, there's always part of me that's hoping that, you know, someone will just pop up tomorrow and say, oh, I've just built this incredible analytic service for memberships that does everything member intel was going to do and more but then you'd be really annoyed that i wouldn't though because actually the reason we were doing this again it wasn't it wasn't like oh here's an opportunity to make loads of money yeah because we were going to give it away for free to academy members right and yes it would mean we'd get more members yes it would mean we keep more members but the money was never the driving factor the driving factor was the the problem that the online membership space has with getting access to data and the fact that if you don't know your numbers with your membership, you're flying blind. Like for as many plugins, as much software as there is out there, the fact that none of them really have great reporting, like none of them have reports on this is your churn rate. Member mouse and does digital it? access. Member mouse does. Okay. Member mouse and DAP. Um, and they're two out of dozens and dozens of membership plugins. But nothing is doing reporting as well as it should be and you know it was one of those projects which was like okay if if the software developers in the membership space aren't going to do this i'm going to have to do it myself so it's disappointing that we had to put that on hold yeah it is but i definitely think that next year i can imagine you getting the urge to pick that up again maybe maybe and but again i think it's one of those things that you know um it definitely needed to be deprioritized really in order to, to allow us to focus on the all the other things we've done this yeah. year instead yeah and the other project um was it, my like member intel was kind of your project mainly yeah. because i can't do the coding side of things um and then my project was writing our third book yeah so i've got maybe about 50% of that written at the moment. And that was something that we really wanted to publish. Well, actually in 2020, let alone 2021. And again, that was something that's just had to be deprioritized in terms of the amount of time that we have available, but it is on the back burner still. It's again, the initial works there. So, but it's one of the, yeah, it's one of the, but I also love it. I love that. I love what it, I don't want to give too much away about it, but yeah, I, it's retention focused and I, I really like the yeah. way it's uh, done again it, 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 these things will resurface probably not with any final product in 2022 God, but that's scary <laughs> i know but don't be surprised if you see both a live event and a new book and new software coming out yeah. in 2023, 2023 which will be cr- it'll be crazy considering that that will have been four years since oh, the last return live I know. I'm just yeah, you're baking. just depressing me now. You're depressing <laughs> so me now. So let's move on. So again, really the, the whole crux of this is the biggest thing that the pandemic's done for us on a business point of view is just totally crystallized our focus on the academy. Um, and as part of that, probably the most significant thing for us over the last year has been growing our team. Yeah, and I think this is something, I think we maybe touched on it at the end of last year's podcast that this was something that we were looking at doing 
moving forward. And I think it's something I've always been a lot more hesitant about than you. I've been um, I've been hesitant about bringing on full timers. Yes, full having full time employees is definitely very different to subcontractors. I think you've had a lot more experience in your past business life of managing people yeah. and and teams. Yeah, I used to manage. I, um, yeah, I used to manage like sales departments. So the managerial yeah. side of things was was never an issue. But even then different world i would yeah. rock up in in a suit tie cufflinks and sit in an office <laughs> have to see it to believe it it's it's crazy i was only like 23 24 as well oh, i looked shit. ridiculous i was too young to be wearing grown-up <laughs> clothes um well, i dress more grown up than i do now at the time of recording in my star wars t-shirt um and my <laughs> weird pandemic haircut like yeah like that that's something that i've got experience of but again it's still it's a different world different life um and, you know, especially with a, in the pandemic world, knowing that, okay, we're going to bring on employees. These are people we, we're not going to be able to sit in a room with per, in person. This is all going to be remote, at least to begin with. Yeah. But I have to say that there was something in the timing that felt, for want of a better word, quite good about being able to give people jobs and well-paying yeah. jobs at a time when a lot of people were struggling and and things like that being able to actually help a, a, a family essentially well a big big part of it was you know you always have this thing when you when you start achieving success in business where um your mindset around money switches where for the initial period you know it's just like look at this money that is coming in look at this money that is accumulating this is my pile of gold <laughs> it was like in um in Scrooge is it Ducktales Duck Scrooge Tales. McDuck with his vault of gold like you're just amassing this but the reality is if you want to access any of it you're gonna take a massive hit in in tax and so there's there is that point where you realize like just just making and accumulating money especially if you have something like a membership which is broadly speaking quite a high margin low cost type of business to run there's no premises there's no manufacturing costs there's no unit costs to take care of like it's all online you're hosting really things like the important stuff you're hosting the cost of it doesn't go up that much you know maybe your first couple of years you're paying 50 dollars a month and a few years in you're paying 200 dollars a month like the economies of scale when it comes to a membership are just so different um, to to other types of businesses. And I think it was that thing of like, you know, hang on, we're getting to that point where like we're not investing the, the excess money, the excess revenue we're making. We're not investing enough. And I remember a conversation we had with Scott Devine. That's what I was going to talk about, about as well. Scott Devine, founder of Scott's Bass Lessons, ex-client of ours, love the guy the most painfully sickeningly cool <laughs> man you'll ever meet i mean he just he's just chill but he's also a lot more switched very on savvy. very savvy very savvy hate to be described as entrepreneurial although these days he might not i think he's embraced it a bit but you know he's very very switched on i remember having that conversation in leeds yeah and I remember very distinctly him talking about wanting to bring his profit margin down yeah. and that he was working hard to do that. And that was what his priority was. And I think both of us have always prided ourselves on how high our profit margin yeah, was. Yeah, it was like 90, I mean, 90 odd percent. Yeah, which we always saw that as a badge of honor of just <laughs> how 
how good that profit margin was. And then listening to Scott talk about, you know, actually working, actively working to reduce his profit in his business just kind of fired a light bulb in my head of like, hang on, we're thinking yeah. about this a bit wrong. And this here. was this was like 2016, 2017, 2017 I think. Yeah. Um, when we wait that wasn't the last time we had to know Scott, was it? Probably was. I'll retain no, we retain. Yeah. But yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, that's just a little bit crazy. But it, it happens because unless you're putting the money back into your business, there is a limit to how much you can pay yourself without reaching a point where it's self-defeating where, you know, for every, for every pound or every dollar you're taking out, you're giving three times as much to the tax man. Yeah. And neither of us are at a place yet where we're happy doing that. No, no. Um, you know, I think, you know, paying taxes, civic duty and all that sort of stuff, but also I'd much rather take a big old chunk of money every year and have someone else. Yeah. Have that go into the pockets of other people. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, obviously not, like a totally altruistic charitable act (laughs) having those people actually being amazingly talented amazingly skilled people who enhance and and build our business um so yeah so that has really been a big big uh focal point for us from kind of october ish yeah we brought on the first full we started interviewing in september for a head of digital content and brought Catherine on board the beginning of october so Catherine's our head of digital content now. Really lucky with Catherine because Catherine was actually previously a member of Membership Academy. She had her own business, uh, a PR business. Had her own membership. Yeah, we all, we knew her. She's local, well, localish to us. We knew her. She'd been to Attain. We've met her at other conferences. You know, we share certain geeky interests and have had dinner together and things. So we were really lucky with that first hire that it was somebody that we actually knew and already had a relationship with, which I think took some of the anxiety out of that hire um and then shortly after Catherine we brought on board Tom our graphic designer who is absolutely so sickeningly talented like all those little graphics you see going out on our social these days that's all Tom and he's he's just awesome little animated versions of us as well which you know we would never would have expected so those first two hires were excellent I think the third hire which we hired for in December and who started in January was my toughest hire personally yeah. well it's kind of the same thing with with both Catherine and tom Catherine and tom were were tough well Catherine's was probably the toughest role for me because yeah. um it was the one in which you know she'd be picking up more of the things that i'd previously been um doing around content strategy both inside the membership and you know our, our public facing our podcast and blogging stuff um tom again the design side of things always been more my realm but we had been working with a subcontractor on the design plus graphic design is a much more traditionally well established role head of digital content for an online membership isn't community manager for an online membership isn't so those were a lot those were very much us kind of just trying to like muddle out okay what in the, what the hell is this what is this position that we need filled? Yeah. And I think with with our community manager role in particular, for me, I've always prided myself on how active I am in the academy community and taking care of our members. It's something I love to do. And I've always, you know, it's my favorite thing. So the idea of handing over a lot of that to somebody else, especially somebody who's a stranger to our community, because you're trusting them to essentially be a third face of the business, yeah. you know? Hannah, who eventually got the community manager job, is the most visible person in our business now, aside from us. And so that's a lot of 
responsibility to put yeah. onto something. It's a lot of trust. There's a lot of faith. And it's much more than any of the other roles. It's something where you're relying so much more on the intangible, yeah. right? It's not just, can you work this process? Can you think this way? Can you do this job? Can you apply these skills? It's the intangible because, you know, Hannah hosts calls with our members. Hannah sends welcome videos to our members. Um, and so those kind of softer skills, the personability, the communication skills, the ability to be enthusiastic and perky when you're having a bad day, like all those kind of things. And to, to represent your business, to capture your voice and to be another membership guy, essentially, um, it's hard to write a job spec for that. Yeah. And I think we very much went into that. We've tried having people help in the community before to various degrees. And I think we went into this very much the community manager role in terms of looking for fit rather than skills. Yeah. And we ended up with three very, very close calls for who it would come down to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they all had different, different levels of experience, different good and bad points. And Hannah, who we chose, was actually the least experienced in community management. She didn't actually have any real previously experience in this kind of role. But looking at the fit and everything else and personality and things like that, we decided to take that chance on Hannah. And yeah. that couldn't have worked out better, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, completely. Like we we struck gold, I think, yeah. with all of uh, all the team. But yeah, Hannah in particular, because, you know, graphic design, Tom's phenomenal. But Tom can show us that he's phenomenal at graphic design by designing something awesome, right? He can just hold up something and say, this is my proof. Um, less so with the head of digital content, but even then we can, and we did kind of, you know, look at a body of work, look at content that's been produced before, um, look at, you know, social media campaigns, all that sort of stuff. So much harder to do with, with the more intangible role of community manager. But the thing that I love with all of um, these three as well, all of them were the first applicant. They were, yeah. Yeah. The oh, no. Ver- was Hannah the first applicant? Hannah was the first applicant. Yeah. She was. I'll, yeah. t- I'll trust you on that. I can't no, actually no. remember. Hannah but- was the first applicant. Um, Tom was the first applicant because yeah, we Tom were Tom definitely worried. was because we loved his portfolio. Yeah, we loved his portfolio and we were very tempted to just go yeah. right ahead and, yeah. and take him on. Um, and we were worried he was going to get offered a job <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and Catherine, Catherine, I think, reached out to us pretty much as soon as the job ad. Yeah went out because just the timing of that worked out perfect. Um, so that's been, it's obviously been challenging because you don't just bring in a team and then overnight, okay, 50% of our work is now being done by other people. There's a bedding in process and there's a, a an amount of your day that then becomes about management, about making sure they've got work to do, um, that they don't run out of work and, you know, just keeping on top of things. But They've been phenomenal. I mean, they've blown us away. Um, they bring so much to the table. They've enabled us to do a lot that we we wouldn't be able to do or we put off because yeah. it was just us before. Um, and obviously, you know, a shout out to Laura, who's was already on our team um, in the customer support side of things. Um, yeah, Laura's been with us for four years now. Something like that. And now. we worked with Laura before for Scott at Scott's Spaces. And so yeah. I think we've known Laura for about eight or nine years now. Something so. like that. Um, and so, you know, Catherine, Tom, Hannah, there are three full timers. And with the exception, I think there's maybe one or two other roles I will possibly add in, depending on how things go yeah. with the Academy um, in the future. 
But as it stands, I think we've got a good. We've got a solid team. Um, we also, as well, obviously on a on a subcontract base, basis, um, now have someone helping us out with the tech support in the community as well. Because previously that was largely coming down to myself and a couple of um, very helpful members, like Caesar Pinto in particular, extremely helpful member who um, you know would help answer some tech questions. But you know he was just doing that to be helpful, right? And obviously because, you know, sometimes it would turn into work for him as well for more complex stuff, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, you can't you can't send a message to someone who's helping you in that way and say, hey, why haven't you been in the forum for two days? These posts are unanswered. Like you can't, you, you can't put all your eggs in that basket. So we brought on um, Neil, who I've known Neil since, 20, since 2009. I've known Neil since... Um, yeah, I've known Neil for 12 years now. Um, we've worked on projects together when, um, I've been freelance and when we've had the agency, um, I've met him a few times as well at, at different networking events and different things. Um, so we've, you know, we've worked on, I mean, we worked on projects for, um, ITV. Um, I think it was Neil I worked with on a project for McDonald's. Um, Ancestry. Ancestry was not Neil. Uh, Ancestry was someone else. But yeah, we've worked on a lot of stuff together. And now Neil is, uh, some of you in the academy will have seen Neil. You've had help from Neil. Um, helping out with Memberoni in particular um, and other tech talk things as well. And that's just a big weight off my shoulders too. So combined, that just frees us up to to play with more things, to do more things in the academy, to experiment a little more in um, the quest to kind of really find, okay, what what is going to help our members get results the best, the most effectively, the fastest, the, you know, just what can we offer that's either better than what we've been doing, that adds to it, that gets people there quicker. And so this last year has been a big one of experimentation in terms of what our members are getting inside the academy yeah it really has we've really been looking at kind of i'll say perfecting for want of a better word but we all know perfection doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and it will always evolve but just really fine-tuning our member experience as mike said to to kind of give people exactly what they need to to help them create and grow the best membership site possible and we've always content's always been where we've excelled. I think both of us enjoy creating content, teaching people and things like that. But we were always a bit less on the side in terms of connecting members together. Mm. We had the community forum, which was great. The Q&A calls with us, which was great. But we weren't necessarily doing anything apart from the odd sporadic thing to actually put members in a room together. Yeah. And, and I think I think the everything with the pandemic really... Um, highlight the importance of of us doing that yeah and so it was actually member palooza last year where as part of member palooza we started experimenting with we ran some kind of member masterminds where we got members on zoom broke them into rooms and and kind of everybody had time masterminding and that was so popular that that's something that we then carried forward from september uh, last september in the academy so 
We were running two sessions a month. I was running them at the time. Um, and that was just a great chance for members to break out into groups of four or five, have 15 minutes each to mastermind, get feedback, discuss yeah. ideas. And that was hugely popular. And that was, that's been a big part of Hannah's role since we brought her on. It enabled us to double the number of sessions that we were doing for those huddles to test out different times and days to find the right fit. And yeah, that, that's something that's definitely staying a part of the Academy going forward, um, and again, we've we've perfected that format now so that it's we have mixed huddles for everybody and we have growth huddles just for those in the growth stage. Yeah. And yeah, that's been a really good experimentation. And bringing Hannah on as well also allowed us to try things like accountability pods, co-working calls, uh, more member mixers and things like that as well. Yeah. So it's really enabled us to try more in terms of live calls and and connecting members together real real yeah. time face to face because the thing with that is if it's if it's myself or Callie that needs to facilitate this type of live thing then the stakes are kind of a little bit higher in terms of what what we need to see as a result yeah. of that right because we if it's just us we have a finite amount of time in which we can try and find ways of adding value to the academy. So if we do a member mixer call and it happens to be a quiet one and 20, 25 people turn up or, or less than that, and if that happens every week, then we start to think, okay, should we be spending our time on something that is getting these results? Now, this isn't to say that Hannah's time is less valuable, but Hannah's role is all about community. And so... For Hannah, if she does those type of calls, if some of them are quiet, that's not as big an issue because it's not like our time is being freed up. And actually, even if there's only five people on a call, if those five people get value and they all get results as as an outcome of being on that call, then that's worth the time and the effort. But it's a lot easier to justify doing things like that, doing things that don't scale, that have a smaller impact. Um and obviously this isn't, you know, we're not, we're not saying like we're doing these things and we're only looking to get five or six people. You know, we still want lots of attendees at them. We still get lots of, at many of these calls, but it just means things aren't as do or die yeah. because it's not, it's not our time that's been taken up um, where we have 20, 30 different things to juggle. Hannah is 100% focused on community. And so, you know what, if we do a new member mixer call, and it's been a quiet week for sales and only four or five people turn up. Well, that means we're, we're giving four or five people an awesome amount of attention um, that otherwise we wouldn't be able to, and that's still worth doing. So the bringing in the team and the ability to experiment with these things, but also to not have to have the bar so high for whether or not something will stay, to be able to do the nice-to-have stuff on that front and not just the okay, this has to move the needle in a significant way. Otherwise, we can't justify our time being on it. That's That's been a game changer for yeah, us. Yeah, and I think it's great because it allows us to test things that have been on the list of things that we want to try for you or that I want to try it anyway for years. Yeah. But as you say, it's not been a priority for the time that we have had available over kind of things that will have a wider impact. Mm -hmm. So yeah, being able to do that has been, has been great. Massively. And so, yeah, things like the huddles, which have been particularly successful and popular and um, things like the quarterly planning calls, yes. um, again, very, very popular. Uh, and it just means, you know, we can have that catchment of people and really just give them that extra accountability, the extra handholding, the extra structure 
to to just do great things with their membership. Yeah, and I think this is a great example actually of how experiments can filter out because the quarterly planning course started as part of a different experiment on doing accountability pods yeah. and having kind of a 90-day accountability uh, mini groups in the academy. And, you know, we had mixed success with that because different people wanted different things from it. Some of the groups went awesomely, were really engaged and have formed really close bonds now as a result and are still having calls with each other. Whereas others were less engaged and didn't really get as much out of it. But one of the big things that everybody loved with that was the quarterly planning call that they had. And so that's something that's now been brought over into the main academy for everybody. And yeah, that's that's something that's really popular. And that uses our, our 90-day planner that we were able to create last December, which is one of my favorite my yeah, favorite things. That, awesomely designed 90-day yeah. planning so, um, workbook that Tom created in, in partnership with Callie. Um, and yeah, at some point we will actually have printed versions available. Yes. <laughs> um, our first test run, again, this is the COVID effect of actually finding reliable people in kind of the manufacture chain. Yeah. Um, it, it's a lot more difficult. Let's not get on to trying to find <laughs> no. tradespeople for a house. Anyway, um, so yeah, things like that, things like um, co-working sessions, even things like we're trying out the Facebook group, which we tested out. Um, or as, still testing. Yeah, we're still <laughs> testing out adding in a Facebook group as an option for our community to go to um, for more more of the casual, more of the hangout um, side of things versus the community, which is often more of the deeper discussions. Yeah, and I think this has been an interesting thing because I think we talked about the Facebook group a little bit on last year's call because I think we were maybe only a month or two months into having it open when we did last year's roundup. And we've still got the group open, but it's, an, it's been an interesting one because I think we can definitely say that everybody who says that a Facebook group is better for engagement and community than an on-site community, we can definitely say that that is not no. true or definitely not for our membership. Um, yeah, we've heard about... The forum is still the place to go to for our community. Yeah. And that's not because we're not trying to get people to go to the Facebook group. It's not because we're not... Um, we're not working hard to yeah. drive engagement in the community group. We are Hannah again. Yeah, Hannah Hannah does an awesome job of of trying to get engagement in that community yeah. group and things. And it's it's interesting. So I think about twenty percent, just less than twenty percent of members have actually joined the Facebook group versus the the forum, where about ninety percent, I think, yeah. have um, you know joined the forum. And again, when we we've done our annual member survey recently, and again, a lot of people. You know, yeah. they're, they're kind of saying they can take or leave the Facebook group. It's not something that's a priority to them to, to have. Yeah, and it's interesting because it is that thing where when we had the survey feedback, seeing how few members actually joined the group in comparison, it is one of those things where you think, well, should we just shut it down? But actually, despite the fact that it's not a huge engagement driver or community driver like you would expect, there are still benefits for it. It does provide a space for people who actually don't go into the forum for one yeah. reason or another, but still want to ask a question or connect. It does provide a place for those quick discussions where you're not necessarily going to log on to a forum just to say this one thing. And it's also great for posting reminders about yeah. what's happening in the academy as well. So it's a great way for us to, another format for us to remind people about things that are going on as well. So it's kind of still around, but I wouldn't say it's a raving success yeah, in still, terms of... It, it has its uses, um, you know, it, it benefits some members. And again, kind of tying in with what I said about the fact we've now got Hannah 
involved and having her so focused on community means not everything needs to be a raging yeah. success in order for us to keep it because there's still value in having the Facebook group. If it was just us managing it, would the value be high enough for us to justify assigning some of our limited time to it? Probably not. But because we have Hannah who has community as her sole domain, then we can keep something like that up and running because of the fact it does benefit a portion of our members and it does give us another way of reaching them um, and engaging with them. So just the ability to experiment with these things, but also to not have to make decisions based on having limited resources in just myself and Callie has been huge for us because again, a big part of going 100% all in on the academy is really with a view to, I think you said before, to perfecting it, right? We're never going to perfect it, but we want to, we want to reach essentially the end of what you might refer to as the product development stage. We want to reach a point where we, we don't need to experiment with as many things, where we don't need to change too much, where we get the formula as spot on as it's possible for us to get in terms of this is what is going to help move the needle for members. This is what will drive them forward. This is what will keep engagement up. Um, and we're happy with this and we're not going to be, we're not going to have that voice in the back of our head saying, oh, you know, should we start doing member mixers? Should we do accountability calls? We've seen this cool thing another membership does. Should we try that? So we want to kind of get out of that product development phase, which Honestly, um, this isn't to say that we've still been developing the product for six years because there's obviously been periods within that, particularly when we were planning our live event and stuff like that, where you know you you're kind of looking at it as like, okay, this is what the academy offers. We're happy with this. We'll just leave it be um, and we'll keep doing this. But we kind of want to get as as close to the finished article. This doesn't mean we stop adding content or stop doing stuff, but in terms of the offering. We want to nail that with as much finality as we possibly can um, as we move into 2022. Um, so, you know, a big, big part of that is obviously setting around the community stuff, which we talked about, but also around the content. You know, we've certainly fallen foul of um, early on in content creation for the Academy of leaning a little too much towards wanting to teach people everything that they could do and telling them here are 10 things you could do and here's half a dozen things to think about just in case you're a fringe case who can't do any of those and while the the desire to cover all your bases is an understandable one it actually leads to to people not getting as much direction as much clarity maybe getting a bit more overwhelmed and so again the renewed focus on everything we're doing in the academy the renewed impetus on listen if someone's only got an hour a week to spend in the membership, we want to make sure that that hour gets them results. That's that's led to a bit of an overhaul of our approach to content creation. It's led to the creation of new courses and updated courses, which just blow away, um, you know, pretty much everything else on those topics. We've got fantastic new courses on membership marketing, creating new courses on Facebook remarketing, a very specific strategy for that on things like branding your membership. And these are just so action-driven, so focused on, listen, here's the one thing you should do. 
rather than the 10 things you could do. Because actually you joined this place because we've got the expertise to be able to say to you, you don't need to think about those nine other things. I'm telling you to do this because this is the way you should do it. This is the best approach. This is what's going to get you results. And the feedback, the response, the results people are getting from the new courses, as well as the new membership masterclass workshops, which we started um, over a year ago and have continued on. Again, that highly tactical, highly specific, just do this, 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 and this, and you will get these results. Here's the templates you need. Here's the email swipes. Here's all the resources we create. Now, all you need to do is implement. It's been a game changer, I think, in terms of our content and in terms of how people are using it and the results that they're getting from it. Yeah, I think that the the actionable style of it and the more just plug and play style of it makes it so much easier for people to just go away and implement the masterclasses especially i mean we've had people live on the masterclasses actually implementing as they listen which yes. is awesome like the results is awesome and there is definitely still for me in particular there's that that still that niggle when i'm creating something where it's like but i also want to tell them this and i want to tell them this and you know i also know this which i want to tell them and so yeah. it, it is quite hard i'm still getting into that new content process it's discipline of, yeah not just kind of telling you everything i know because actually yeah you might find it interesting but it's not going to be yeah. the 80 percent that gets you the results yeah it's yeah it's avoiding the temptation to tell someone everything you know and instead using everything you know yeah. to identify the 20% instead of the 80%. Um, so yeah, so that's carrying through to the courses, to the masterclass and to the brand new membership roadmap, which honestly has been, it's been the main thing Callie and I have been working on for pretty much the entirety of this year. This is our magnum opus. It is. It is a beast. Um, not in terms of like, it's, you know, we're not creating a 60 hour course, but again, what we're saying, distilling everything we know about the membership space, everything we've achieved or we all we've seen others achieve and distilling that into the most concise, clear, action-driven, tactical, practical, implementable um, pathway that you can follow to launch a successful membership site. It's been a massive undertaking. It has. And it's, you know, there's been times where doing it, where I'll be honest, I've wondered, is this, is this worth, <laughs> worth, <laughs> worth how much time it's taking to try and get this right? Because it is, again, the, the, the eventual roadmap itself, it's not going to be hours and hours of content, but what it is. I mean, it will is, be hours of content. Yeah, it won't but be like it's not like, as you say, hours. it's not 60 hours, um, but it is just making it that practical. Okay. So if we were starting again, what exactly would we do and recommend that everybody yeah. does and how can we give people everything that they need to do that? So, you know, literally no stone unturned in terms of making sure that you can easily yeah. implement this. And and so that's been a real labor of love. And again, getting into that mindset of, of knowing what to cut out. Yes. That's the, um, that's where most of the work difficult. is. That is where most of the work is. You know? It's knowing what to keep out. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, we're kind of entering the final phases of yes. of that. That will be rolling out very soon. We'll mention it a little bit, um, a little bit more in a second. Um, so yeah, really, I would say that experimentation, growing the team, and being having our time freed up by what the team is doing for us to be able to go all in on creating this new version of the membership roadmap. Um, 
that's that's taken up the bulk of the last year and we wouldn't be able to do it without the team and we probably wouldn't have the focus to do it without the circumstances that have happened within the world and again we mentioned before we obviously moved house during all of this which was one of those things that it should have been a real simple done in a few weeks nice and stress-free and it turned into a bit of a mess having the team helped with that obviously because it meant you know we could take extended periods of time off without worrying that we were dropping the ball for our members what it does mean though is that this my little pandemic project that i had last year which was setting up an upgraded version of our filming area which again academy members or people who've caught some of the facebook lives will have seen that and have complimented us on it it was awesome it was awesome moving to the new place we the the room we were going to use as our studio was just catastrophic um, and we've not fixed it up yet so if you're actually watching the recording of this podcast episode which we're doing live as part of member palooza the setup we've got here doesn't look too bad it's a plain colored wall with a bit of fancy lighting and all of that stuff but we've literally just set that up for member palooza up until now from having moved to now we've gone back to being crammed around a little webcam in my office um which you know eh, nobody cares it's kind of nostalgic because that's what we did for the first few years so there's there's a kind of nice nostalgic but i do miss the the fancy set so that's that's just a a weird little side effect of, of building the house but the plan is you know we're going to get our studio room sorted um and get it all nicely decorated get it all properly set up and then we've once again got that fixed filming location because having that was so much of a deal uh, game changer for us last year having that place where you just need to come in and flick a switch and you're ready to go live you're ready to record a video that makes the world of difference and we don't necessarily have that as well now this setup that we're using for member palooza we will need to take it down um when we're done with this because you know we've just like We've just popped it in the middle of a of another room that gets used. <laughs> it's in front of a TV and sandwiched between sofas and stuff. So um, it'll come down. But, you know, there's there's worse things in the world to have to deal with. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely something where we've taken a little bit of a step back. Yeah. And that has actually knocked on to some of the well, – we're talking about things that have kind of slipped, small yeah. things that have slipped. Last year we started doing Facebook Lives a bit more and then repurposing them into YouTube videos. Again, the situation with filming room and filming area and all that has had a knock-on effect to that. It's much easier to just be like, okay, I'm going to go live and then go to the filming room, flick a switch, talk for 15 minutes, done, and then get that video edited and put on YouTube. When you've got to set everything up and you've got to get the lighting right again and you've got to find the camera locate, like just those extra barriers makes it much easier for you to say, you know what, let's just put that aside. So the video marketing side has slipped. Once we got the studio back, that'll be coming back. Um, and, the, in a, and in a better way as well. And in a much we've better way. Plans. Yeah, we've got some exciting <laughs> plans for um, showing up on Facebook Live and, and YouTube and stuff like that. Um, something else that we've not that we had thought we would do, but it's just slipped, is um, a, a new version of the membership industry report. So we published the online membership industry report in 2019. Um, as a result of a, sur- a survey of hundreds and hundreds of membership owners to identify trends and stuff like that. We gave that away for free. We didn't even take an email address for that. And in fact, you can get a copy at membershipbenchmarks.com. Um, you just download it for free. And it was massively popular. Again, it put some data into the world, some real 
information, some real figures and stats. It's been used and quoted by a variety of different companies, blogs, um, influencers, and so on. But we wanted to do the next version. We want this to be every two years we will put out an updated version. Um, and it just hasn't happened this year, and it probably won't happen until 2022. Yeah, and I'm going to be controversial here and say I actually think it's not necessarily a bad thing because I think the stats and figures would have been so skewed That's by the pandemic point. that actually... Why didn't you point this out first? Because <laughs> what I could do is say we made a strategic said, yeah. decision. Yeah, but no, um, I, I would say actually that actually starting it, I think we said we're going to run it early next year yeah. that that's going to give much more much forgot can't get your words much, much more much more accurate data than having run it in 2020 2021 yeah. when so much has been up in the air with memberships and and there's been so many differences in growth to a normal year yeah i'd agree with that I, I i agree with that that's a very good point so i don't feel quite as bad about that not getting done this year um and it'll look fantastic as well because we've it got tom, tom our designer um so yeah, so that's kind of, it's, it has been one of those kind of year of two halves, you know, lots of things that were kind of on the periphery or on the horizon that we've kind of had to put aside or just accept that we weren't going to be able to do in order to enable us to f- totally focus all of our attention on the academy. And I think we've done that right in terms of it's not just we're just focusing our time, but we're putting our money and our resources into building the team, building the infrastructure, and we're putting them to work to test out all these different things, all these things that we've always thought this would be a good idea or members might have asked for it. We've done that experimentation and that's really helping us to crystallize um, what the Academy will be offering to members going forward. And it's freed us up to just level everything up on the content side of things too. So yeah. Yeah, it's a funny thing with the roadmap because there is that feeling now that we're so close to it being ready to launch and it's been such a big project, yeah. but there's still that 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 anxiety that, but what if people prefer the existing one? Because we already get a lot of great feedback on the existing roadmap. See, it helps people launch their memberships. So I always have that thing where it's like, but, but people already like it. But it's so- remembering though, it's remembering we're not like a lot of the core principles the core threads carry through. It's just what we're doing is instead of, so for example, um, sales funnel, sales and marketing, we'll have a part in the roadmap now in which we teach you about the structure of a sales funnel, about what you might need, and we'll send you off to, you know, you can watch this course, you can use these resources. In the new roadmap, as you go through that stage, you literally build your sales funnel. We give you the emails to use that you copy and paste. We give you the templates. We give you pre-made templates for the lead magnets that you use. So it's it's much more practical. And every single stage, you're doing something. You're making a real move forward. You're not just learning what to do or adding stuff to a to-do list. You are taking action. But the problem is, so those of you who've been with us for a while, those of you who are Academy members, You'll know membership roadmap we already have. It is a course um, that um, has been, I think that version's been there for two or three years now. Three. Three years now. Um, And it replaced the original version of the roadmap, which was actually much more of a navigational tool. It was much more of a, if you're at this stage, go and watch this course, watch this lesson, read this blog. But when we replaced that version with the current version, in the months leading up to the new version coming out, suddenly everyone started telling us how much they loved the roadmap. And so we started thinking, oh, wow, are we doing a bad thing? Because we're getting rid of the roadmap everyone's now telling us they love and we're bringing in a new one that they haven't seen before. 
Now we're nearly done with roadmap 3.0. Everyone is telling us how much they love the current version of it. But it's remembering, again, when we do this, we have a transition period where anyone who's working through the current version, they can continue to access that. But we're not, it's remember, we're not like consigning everything we teach to the scrap heap. We're just teaching it in a better way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think I just have a hard time letting go. I think I maybe imagine our content as being like, you know, the toys in Toy Story, <laughs> where they're actual living, breathing things, and we're putting them on the scrap heap. Okay. I think we've maybe been recording <laughs> this. We've been recording this episode for too long now because yeah. you get into I need a coffee. So, yeah. So, the membership roadmap um, is something that we're going to be talking about a lot more. We're going to give you a little bit uh, more info about that tomorrow as well. But that's that's kind of the big thing that's going to be coming within the next month or so. Um, following that, we also have some very exciting things lined up that we can't quite talk about yet for not only the people in the growth stage. So people who already have their memberships up and running, which, you know, we've already been creating great new courses, growth game plans, masterclasses for them. We're doing the growth huddles for people in that stage too. So we've got more great stuff for people in that growth stage, but we've also got something very exciting planned for people who have just launched their membership, but they're still finding their feet. That first 90 days, six months kind of period where you might not consider yourself to be in the growth stage just yet. You're kind of post-launch. You're, you're a baby membership. There's always been the thing, and this isn't just right across the membership industry, where you can find stuff to help you launch a membership. You can find stuff to help you grow a membership, but then you have that tricky middle bit yeah. where you where you still have some of the um the uncertainties the the knowledge gaps the experience gaps the problems the questions and anxieties that someone starting a membership has but you're having to deal with those while you're running a membership day-to-day as well we've got something very very exciting planned for people in that that post-launch phase to really help you capitalize on the momentum that you get from your launch again these announcements will be coming very soon um we mentioned the industry report that'll be coming in 2022 as far as the academy goes um the price will be going up the price will be going up before the end of the year um it was originally going to be september but we're pushing it back a little bit yeah we're pushing it back a little bit to give us um time to basically let you guys get in for the new roadmap at the current price um it's long overdue, and honestly, we were going to put the price up Way right back. before the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, we thought, you know, we couldn't in good conscience suddenly start charging people more in a global pandemic, right? So we held off on that. We kept it at the same price that the Academy's been since 2016, at <laughs> $49 a yeah, month. Yeah, we're well overdue a price. We're well overdue, but, you know... It, it's ju- it was just we felt it was the right thing to do to keep it at its current price yeah. during the pandemic when people um, had tighter resources. The price increase will be happening before the end of the year. Obviously, as we always advise people to do, and we do ourselves, we follow our own advice. If like anyone who is currently at $49, anyone who joins before the price increase, that price you join at is locked in. Like we won't be putting the price up for existing members because that sucks. Um, so, you know, obviously we'll be reminding you about this close at the time, but if you join between now and the price going up, that price stays that price for as long as you remain a member. So if you were ever going to join, join before the price goes up 
and then you get that um, that current rate locked in. So that price increase will be coming. We'll also kind of be going from having focused 100% on the academy, which again has been largely about raising the game with the content, getting that new roadmap, experimenting with all the communities, so building the team and the infrastructure. That in 2022 is going to enable us to um, start expanding a little more outside of the academy in terms of ways we can help you. We're talking possibly things like a higher level mastermind. Possibly, this is a very, very emphasize the word possibly, um, the limited ability to hire us privately as coaches, which we have not given people the opportunity to do that for over six years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, um, and deliberately so. <laughs> Believe me, the, uh, not a day goes by where someone doesn't say, hey, have you ever thought about offering coaching? It's like, well, of course we've thought of it because, you know, of course we have, but we very deliberately haven't made ourselves available to hire as consultants or coaches. Um, that may be changing in 2022, depending. Yeah, we've, we've not finalized our plans no. for that yet. We were going to bring the membership accelerator back this year. Uh, but again, with focusing on the academy, reshoring up the roadmap and things like that, we wanted to wait until we could fully, yeah. fully dedicate that as well. So membership accelerator was the kind of... Group mastermind coaching group, mastermind group coaching. that we had previously as well. So yeah. that or some variation of will definitely be coming back in 2022. Yes. And yeah, we are, we're exploring um, ways in which we can make ourselves available to hire privately as coaches, but it has to be something where um, it has to be something that works both for us and for the people we work with. Um, Cause yeah, the problem with coaching is it is a two way dance and it's so very important that you set things up and you do things in a way that gives the greatest opportunity for success for the person who's hiring you. Um, and yeah, so it's, we are blessed to be in a position where we don't have to, but kind of miss it a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah. I think we've started, yeah. <laughs> started to get that little hankering for one-to-one yeah, Again, and just, just getting our hands dirty yeah, in just business. F- and we'll be talking like single digits in terms of people we work with, like four or five at the most. Um, so yeah, if we, if we, unless we change our minds on that, <laughs> we'll tell you all about that soon. Um, there is another massive change happening with the membership guys as a whole um, at the start of 2022, but I've been told I can't talk about that now. Um <laughs> But that'll hit like right at the start. That'll be a new year kind of thing. Um, But there's a big change coming with that. You'll know it when you see it. Um, But otherwise, I think that's it for another year. It is. It It is. is. It's been an interesting year. It's been a different year. It's been a year of rockier growth in some areas, which again, we talked about, which was to be expected but also unprecedented growth in other areas like the sales, the revenue, the churn, like we've, it was, we were due to, to, to kind of not have that just have a little plateau. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to say we've had it easy, but certainly, you know, the little wobbles, a couple of little blips and stuff like that. We've not really had to deal with before we've been overdue we knew it was going to happen with the pandemic. And even then, when we're talking about it, we're not talking about, oh my God, all, all of a sudden our revenue was halved. Like, 
when we say blip to us, probably by comparison to what a lot of people have had to deal with in this pandemic, like it's it's nothing. But you know, you get accustomed, you get comfortable. Um so while that's been a little bit rockier than uh in previous years, growth in other areas, growth with the team, growth in the development of the product, growth in I think us as educators and community leaders and teachers, um is something I've been very proud of. Yeah, I feel like this year has very much been a foundation, foundational year, a building year, yeah. a developmental year, so that we go into 2022 with, again, the academy all showed up. We've got the new roadmap, new content plans, new yeah. new community, uh, not new community, new member experience in terms of the calls that we're doing and things like that. And then that allows us to essentially go into 2022 with, more of a, a growth focused yeah. and play focused mindset. It allows us to go back to actually living in, the snug life. Yeah, living the snug life <laughs> and in, enjoying like just showing up in the academy and playing essentially rather than yeah. everything being focused on creating new yeah. content and, and things like that. Yeah, it's been a bit of a shot in the arm um, in terms of just being able to get back to back to basics, back to the core of what we do. Like forget about conferences, forget about um, you know, other products, even forget about books, forget about, like, yeah. let's just get back to the roots of what we do. Let's make sure that that foundation is where it needs to be in today's world in light of the pandemic and all of that. Um, because we've got no qualms to admit there's a degree to which we had become complacent with certain aspects of what we were doing. And while our members never suffered for it, while our business didn't suffer for it, we take a lot of pride in knowing we're doing our absolute best work and we're not resting on our laurels. So while there's been a lot of challenges for all of us with what's been going on in the world, that little extra nudge for us to just get back to the core and almost have this as like the next phase of growth for the business. Okay, you know, we we built this up as a product that two people created and run and maintain. Now let's go, let's remold it let's strengthen it now we've got the team and build it up so it's even better and even stronger and we've got a better platform to then do things like events things like coaching and stuff like that in the future so i'm very excited for the next year i am and i think it's interesting it feels like without wanting to sound too woo woo that kind of all of this is leading to that next up level as you yeah. said you know we've built the existing academy we've built this seven figure business with just the two of us and with the the things we'd been doing before so if we take all of that to the next level yeah. then what does that make possible and the thing is you know it's this isn't just a kind of like oh we just always want to be amazing and this and the other like we have to up our game yeah. so much more competition there's now, a lot more competition else. because you know uh, there's points where this is still a relatively small market there's still i can count on half of one hand how many people in this space have the credentials the experience the knowledge um the pedigree to to teach memberships it's a very narrow field and i recognize some people might think it's egotistical to say that knowing that we count ourselves amongst the, that very small number but the thing is you know there's some people who maybe learned about memberships for the first time a year or two ago and they've done an all right job with their own membership and now they're starting to teach others and so right now you can look at them and say, okay, well, they've, they've built one membership. It's been successful to a small degree. Now they're off teaching other people how to do it. But the thing is, 
in two or three years' time, their pedigree might have built, their their body of work might have built, might have built, and all of a sudden, I need that other half of a hand to count how many people we're competing with. Um, so again, on the notion of not resting on your laurels, not taking anything for granted, we always need to be the best because what we offer. I'm a little biased. What we offer is the absolute best solution for anyone at any phase of of planning, building, launching, growing a membership site. And I don't want that to change. I want, we've always had this thing of, we want the bar set so ridiculously high that the notion of even trying to compete with us scares people, (laughs) right? Um, And you can't do that if you stand still. You can't do that with the same thing you were doing six years ago. So it's a competitive and it's a strategic um, thing as well. But also it is, like you said, there's the fun side of it. You know, it's, it's it, while it's been a lot of hard work, almost like clearing the slate in terms of um, like the roadmap in yeah. particular. Okay, let's just, let's, let's just go wipe the slate in terms of how we teach things. And let's just approach this as though this is the very first time we were creating any sort of product that teaches people how to launch a membership. In today, in 2021, with everything that's available, with everything that's changed, with every market situation, how would we do it now? And that's been fun for me because it's almost like going back in time to six years ago. Um, So yeah, and I think that's a nice place to round off today's episode. Um, Lots of exciting things ahead. As always, we're so immensely appreciative of everyone who's been with us on this journey, whether you've been with us for six years or for six days. We love everyone, our academy members, our member shippers, um, our podcast listeners, Facebook group members, anyone who reads the blog, obviously all our friends, connection supporters, who we're looking forward to actually seeing in person, hopefully sometime um, in the near future. we have a holiday at some point as well? We need a holiday at some point, definitely. Um, So yes, Thank you to each and every person who's ever given us even the smallest iota of your attention, your time. Um, we truly, truly appreciate it. You enable us to run a business that doesn't feel like a business, do a job that doesn't feel like a job and live a life that um, we... Snug. Is snug, that we generally <laughs> couldn't have envisioned living even six years ago when we were starting this journey. So thank you so much. I hope that um, this little retrospective has been uh, useful, entertaining, informative, inspiring, or has just helped you to pass 90 minutes of your day. Um, that is it from me. Thank you, of course, to the other, the better half, my partner in crime, the one and only Miss Callie Willows for joining me on the show. Pleasure as always. I'm going to kind of sneak into more episodes next year, I've decided. <laughs> You're really not. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on the agenda. Um, no, we might have to because, you know, it's 321 I was going to say, you're getting, you're getting bored on your own. I'm not getting bored. It's just, you know, 321 different things to talk about. You start to run out of material. We just need to get you, uh, we just need to get you on the show to it's- just chat nonsense it's really scary realizing the other day that i started blogging about memberships 10 years ago you did membership sensei membership sensei back in 2011 and jesus that's made me feel old it's because you are my love you are old as am i midlife crisis Uh, yes (laughs) all right that's the best place to end it as we start our existential midlife crisis thank you so much for listening to today's episode i'll be back again next week with another installment of the membership guys podcast if you enjoyed this week's episode of the membership guys podcast we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com 
The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com webinar that's membershipgeeks.com slash webinar to secure your free seat today.